This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. So we'd like, like always, we dedicate the Rav Amalekis, Matzah Shabbos, to speaking about one of the giant figures in Kali Yisrael. Um, so I want to speak about somebody who everyone's heard of him, but probably doesn't know all that much, and that's Rabbi Yudah Levi de Balakuzari. Now, um, like always, I'd like to try to explain where do I get my information from. Um, you know, when everybody comes and tells you stories, you have to know where you're coming from. And the answer is, there is no place just about anything written about him. Um, he himself did write a lot of personal songs to people, and that's how we have most of our information about him. So l- let's speak about uh, uh, a little bit about where he lived and so on, and then we'll talk mostly about the, the, the incredible safety that he wrote, the Kuzari. So he was born around 1075, lived till about 11, uh, 1140, these, these dates are always approximate because they date them basically based on where he's mentioned, who he's mentioned by. So that's the, that's the accepted dates. Um, and he was born in Spain, not clear, a place called Toledo, which is a famous city, or Tadello, which is not the same place, but it's very unclear and whatever they have. So, um, and he spent his life mostly in Spain and going different places. He was a contemporary. Those dates mean he was born towards the end of Rashi's lifetime, which really is not significant because there was very little connection between France and Spain those days. Um, he was a contemporary of the Ibn Ezra. They knew each other well. The Ibn Ezra mentions him a few times in, in his Sefer Dial letters, or letters slash songs between him and the Ibn Ezra. And the Rambam was born, was later, was born later. So he was in that era in, in Spain. He, um, it's possible that he learned by the riff in his yeshiva. He did write a, um, a, a sort of a, a, a lament on the riff's passing. He also wrote um, to the Rimegash, who took over from the riff. He wrote to the Rimegash, uh, congratulations on his becoming taking over, and he wrote to the Rimigash uh, something for his chasna. So unclear if he had ever learned over there or not. Unclear what his status was as a Talmud Chacham. There is interesting material that we'll, we'll see in a minute in the Kuzari, but Tachlis, the, the, we don't have anything in that here. What we do have from him is uh, collections of his poems, these are called Diwan. And in Hebrew, it's Dalet Yud Vav Aleph Nun. That's not a Hebrew word. Um, but Diwan are collections. So all these people, Ibn Gabirol and, and, and Danish, and all of these poems, poets, they, would, they, they collected their works and they published them. And that's, that's called Diwan. And we have that. So people collected a few hundred poems that he wrote. And we have that. So basically, the knowledge we have about him is in these poems. 
his writing is extremely beautiful. We'll see a little bit, uh, one or two of his things. And then we know that he lived, he lived in uh, Spain for his, most of his lifetime. He wrote the Sefer Kuzari, which is an incredible um, presentation of Yiddishkeit. And we'll talk more about what's unique about it. Then he set off, at the end of the Kuzari, he writes, the Melech presses him, the Melech Kuzan presses him and says, if Eitzestrol is so important, then you can't get your Shlemus not in Eitzestrol, so what are you doing here in Spain? And he says, um, you're right, I don't, I, I checkmate, I'm lost. I, you're right 100%, you caught me. So he set out to go to Eitzestrol. It was an incredibly difficult journey. We know that he got to Egypt, and he wrote some poems in Egypt and letters, things like that. That's as far as we know for sure. There is a very famous story and slash legend that he came to Eretz Yisrael and was, was, um, got down on his hands and knees, and he, and he said over the, the, the hespid of, you know, the kinna about... Uh, you know, uh, and an Arab killed him on the spot. The problem is the story comes from a sefer called Shalshal Sakabola, which is a highly unreliable sefer. Um, Shalshal Sakabola was written 200 years later, a few hundred years later, and uh, the, the Chidor writes about it that he had zero discrimination which stories he wrote, whatever he heard he put down. Um, the uh, Seder Olam writes also very sharp against it. It is considered to be very unreliable, and um, so that was the so that's that story is a very famous story. But whether it ever happened or not, it's very unclear. Very unclear. Mechatesa, you know, somebody a few hundred years later writes a story without Makoros, and and it's not reliable. So that's that's the story of his life. His um, he was a doctor. He was um, he had well to, came from well to family, so he, he spent his time writing a lot of these poems. Those poems range from you know, like we spoke when we spoke about Ibn Gaviral, It was not unusual; it was common to write Shiri Chulin, which means um, they were drinking songs and songs about nature, things like that. That was it was not uncommon. That was the, in those days. So we have a lot of those songs. Those are earliest songs. And then they become very serious. He has a lot of songs, um, sort of piyutim. Uh, he has zmiras um, for Shabbos. Um, that we have a few of his zmiras that are um, classics. We have piyutim. Uh, we have kinnis, and so on. We have. Um, poems that he demands of himself a lot of Musa and so on like that. And finally we have the Sefer Kuzari. So I want to, first I just wanted to read off some poems, just interesting. Now, the, the um, it, his Hebrew is, is it's, very, it's very tight, it's, it's short, but it's very, very um, sharp. So Lamashal, he has one um, so we'll do two or three of them. I just wanted to. He's hatird of nairus achachamishim. Are you still pursuing? Um, at the after the age of fifty, 
are you still pursuing childish pursuits, teenage pursuits? And your years are just about ready to fly away. And you run away from being over the Kaddish Baruch Hu. And instead, you hanker after human endeavor. You're looking for public acclaim. And you are neglecting the one. So it's a, it's a Musa thing to himself, turning 50 and saying that he's still running after childish pursuits and he is trying to get public acclaim when instead he should be looking for the one that is the Rebbein That's one of his songs. Um, then he has another one about going after philosophy. <coughs> Don't be tugged along by philosophy, Greek philosophy. It has no fruits, only flowers. In other words, something that looks beautiful but has no real intrinsic value. You can't eat it, you can't be nana from it, it doesn't give you, uh, sustain you. So that's, he calls Greek philosophy a flower without fruit. It's nice, it's pretty, it's interesting, but it does not have any, any sustenance to it. Upiria, um, and what is its fruits? In other words, its fruits are a certain nihilism, a certain um, nothingness. He says, Upiria, what is its fruits? The land was not spread out. And the heavens were not spread out by There is no beginning to the world. And there is no end to the world. Listen to the confused expounders of it. Built on, 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 a, on, on, a, on an abyss. And it leaves you with an empty heart. And a mouth full of thorns. Why would I want to pick um, shattered byways when I can go with the main highway? And, and so on. Those are the type of poems that he sang when he was talking about, you know, when he was speaking about Yiddishkeit and so on. So let's get to his main work, which is the Sefer Kuzari. So, the Sefer Kuzari was written in Arabic, and it's called, its full name is called The Book of the Defense of the Despised Religion, and, um, and it's, def- it's a defense from Christianity, Islam, Muslim, and philosophy. So, let's understand the context of where it was coming from and why the Sefer was so important to write. The... Um, the Jews were living in Spain. Spain was being... So first of all, those days, countries were not one country. It, 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 a country like Spain was too big to be run by one person. It was a lot of sort of smaller places, smaller areas, and that had local kingdoms. And there was constant fighting between the Christians and the Muslims uh, who, would have, who would conquer it. So a lot of Spain passed between the Christians and Muslims. 
um, as far as the Jews were concerned, um, the only nafkemina was if they were given the option to be killed or accept Yeshu, or to be killed or accept Muhammad. That was the main nafkemina between those two. But basically, there were constant persecutions, constant pressure to convert. Many converted, unfortunately. And when things were good and nice, and then there were, then there were periods that were very nice and confident. Jews were very acculturated. Um, most of, um, many Jews, unfortunately, got very comfortable. They were swept up with the culture. And religious-wise, philosophy had a very, very powerful influence. Spain was a very, very cultured place. And the Greek philosophy and philosophy, they had, they had, there were some famous philosophers in the time, and that was something that drew a lot of people. So the pressures on Yiddishkeit had to do with um, Christians, Muslims, and um, the philosophers. Those were the three parties. The, um, so the Kuzari is written as a safer to defend against it. As opposed to the, the, the two other Sfarim, that had, the, the other safer that had been written beforehand, that was an exposition of Jewish faith, was Reb Sadiagoyen, Zemunis Vedeus. Reb Sadiagoyen, as most Sfarim typically, like Morin Avuchim and others, are a logical written work um, describing the foundations of Emuna and why it's right and proving it with arguments and so on. That's the, that was the Sefer, the Emunis Vedeus, and that was, and that was a typical Sefer of like the Ramaz Monavuchim and others from Or Hashem and Sefer Ikrim, they basically were a, a lecture explaining from A to B to C to D um, the Emes of Yiddishkeit. Kuzari is a very different Sefer. Kuzari is, first of all, a conversation. It's, he's, he gave it a context. He wrote it in the following, he says th- there was stories of a Russian, or a, not a Russian, should be a Central Asian um, group called the Kaisers, who had converted to Yiddishkeit a few centuries before, and he projects an imaginary debate between the king of Kaisers to um, a, a, a rabbi. The Kazari was the king of the Kazars, and the, the Chavar, is was the was the rough, so it's a debate. It's not a. It's 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 an inquiry, it's a conversation, and and there's a reason for the structure. I think the reason is, and, and you see it in the sefer, as opposed to all the other svarim, that talk about a muna as if it's a mathematical formula. If I prove a and b and c and d, therefore e f and g must be true. People talking, and. He puts weight on arguments that have a lot of personal weight. It's, it, it's, it's a conversation, and it has that type of tone. And it's a very different type of sefer. It was written in Arabic because that, that was a language that was common for most people. The translation, does, Ibn Tibbin translated it. Um, the, the Ibn Tibbin family was, they, the, the father translated the the. Ram, the the, the father translated Kuzari, the others translated the others firm. The, the problem was <coughs> they translated from Arabic and they kept it with the Arabic structure. They wanted to stay as faithful as possible. So that's why all these firm in the original translations are difficult 
they, 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 it's, it's a very difficult, very different sentence structure. There was somebody, the, 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 the nicest translation that I found is um, somebody called Yehuda Ibn Shmuel. He was a person who was, I think he was a reasonably from person, lived near Tisrael, very, very educated person, and, and certainly very traditional, I don't know from, but, but it was very, um, his name was Kaufman, he, he called it, he called himself Ibn Shmuel. He translated into beautiful Hebrew, that's the one I have here. And, and to the, then there were a whole bunch of other translations. I, I find it to be the, 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 the nicest. It's well laid out and so on. So that's the safer that, that, that we're going to talk about. So he starts out with a conversation that the Kuzari calls in three people. So the Kuzari was a very good king. He was a guy who did a lot of good things. And he had a dream. He had his recurring dream that an angel came to him and said you know, your intentions are great, but your maizim are not. What you're doing is not right. And it bothered him. He wanted to find out more about it. It's not just the story. He's writing it to Kuzari because this is going to be the point of his discussion. It'll be the point of his discussion will be this Nikuda. He's setting up something. It's not just, it's not just a flowery language. He's setting up something for his discussion. So, he has a, um, so, so the Kuzari has this discussion going on. The king calls a Christian, a Muslim, and a philosopher. And then someone says to him, you know what, how about a Jew also? So he says, you know what, uh, I don't know, I don't think the Jews is not much to write home about. They're, they're kind of a very nebbish group of people. But you know what, let's, let's just be thorough. We'll have the Jew also. So he calls the philosopher, and he makes a point. The philosopher explains to him, and this was the core of Aristotelian perspective, that God is the all-powerful force, but he doesn't want anything. It's not a personal thing. It's like atoms. It's not, it's a, it's, it's not, it's, it's a koach. This, this was a very, so, so the king says to him, well, I've, I don't say something. My dreams have been that I'm not doing what's right. You tell me God has no idea, no clue what's right, and, and it's, it's irrelevant. The, 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 um, as he said, the, his point was, by, by the philosophers, if you did wrong, it just wasn't the right thing. You weren't doing the right thing. You, were, you weren't smart. But, but the idea that your intentions were good and, and, and your particular mice were not good didn't exist. So he knocks out philosophy. The, the, the story of the Muslims and the Christians, he really felt very kind of down. And he said, well, both of you are really coming, starting with the Jews. So I guess, I'm gonna, I, guess I have no prayer. I'm going to have to call on a Jew. So he calls in the Chaver, and he asks the Chaver, present your religion. So he said, you know, the God of Avram Yitzhak Yaakov, who talks out of Mitzrayim, and so on and so forth. So the king said, I knew I shouldn't have called the Jews. I've never heard a stupid presentation of this because I thought you'd start with the cosmic forces that create the world, v'cholo v'cholo, and now you're coming along and you're talking about Yisrael Mitzrayim and so on. So this, this sets the stage for the back and forth. So let me, let's just go through some of the points, just because it's such an important safe and so important to understand it. The difference between, so we said one difference between Kuzari and let's say Munas Adeis and Asfarim is, it's, it's a conversation. And basically that's what he says. I want to start from the point that's Nagat to me. The cosmic forces, the world was created, all that stuff, that's not, it doesn't, it doesn't impact me. I had an experience. 
we had an experience that we were slaves and someone came and took us out and was Megal himself and Harsinai. So the Kuzari takes the, the pivotal point of belief is not Brias Olam, but, but Maimed Harsinai. That's the Kuzari. One. Two. Um, in, 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 in the other Sfarim, the, the Kalal Yisrael just happens to be the people that keep the mitzvahs. The Kuzari presents Kalal Yisrael as being unique. That, and this is the way he presents it. That other Mauritian, um, after he sinned, Akadosh Baruch was looking for a group of people that could be, that could recreate the world. Um, and just like when somebody's trying to plant a good tree, you keep looking amongst other trees and you find the one that's right. And you and you and then you put it in good soil and plant it and so on. Kachbrochu found Kali Yisrael with the hope that they will grow into the nation that will redeem all the other nations. But it's Kali Yisrael based. So Emuna is based first and foremost on personal experience of Maimonides Sinai, and he makes the point, which has become since then the main point: there is no way every religion under the sun is built around the following. There was some great hero who was just filling the blanks of how wonderful he was. He had this vision. Angels came to him. He came to angels and he had a revelation and he brought these tablets down. That's, that is, and anyone who met this person knew he was telling the truth and this was it. That's the typical narrative. Nobody, we, so, and that's something that people can believe. They, they might be foolish or leave not, but that's, that's something that, okay, we have to trust either person did or didn't. But that someone come and tell us a story that, you know, we all together saw HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Well, you know I'm lying, you know I'm lying, you know I'm lying. In other words, if, if I come and try to convince people that I saw something, so I could, you know, that's, that's the group dynamic, that's a certain psychology where I can get people to, to, to believe in things. But the fact that, that that somebody had to come along with a book and say, we all together saw this. Um, that I never heard from my grandfather. He never heard from my grandfather. He never heard it. So Maimir Har Sinai as being the collective experience of all of Klal Yisrael is, uh, um, is the basis for our Muna. Yes, because Prophet created the world, but... Um, that's that we know from that. We weren't there when the world was created, and, and he makes another point. He, the, so, in a few places in the book, the king tells him, "Well, the philosophers don't agree." So he said, "Philosophers, are not scientists. They never, they never come up with any real agreement. It's not as if all philosophers agree. There's a thousand one shittas. So, so their agreement." is not of any, a disagreement, is not of any consequence because they believe that there's no common truth. So, so, so what are we talking about? That's, that's a point that he keeps making about philosophy. Um, so let's go through some of the points. So Maimed Arsinai is the, is the Yisoda Yisodis of our Amuna. It's a personal experience of our, of everyone's great-great-grandfather and you cannot, you can invent a lie, and many people will believe it, but you can't invent a lie about, a, a lie about everybody, and everybody will believe the lie about himself. It, it, it does not believe the lie about me, it's about himself. That's very far. Um, 
Two, he speaks also, he has a piece on the difference between the God of Aristotle and the God of Avram. And it's a very crucial piece. He says, when, when you're talking about God as an objective entity, as a scientific um, point, then we speak of Elohim. Elohim is God as a thing. Havaya is a personal experience with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And he said, all, even if a person uses all sorts of um, <coughs> chachma to get to a belief in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but once he finds a personal connection, then he laughs at everything that there was. He says, you know, okay, it, it's like when you meet somebody. It's like, like imagine somebody when he, when he, when he, somebody's introducing a shidduch to him. So this, that, the other thing, you're talking about a person you don't know. And, 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 and the svar is this way, that way, the other way. When you meet the person and get to know the person, if you marry the person, then, then, then you think about the things you spoke about. It's silly. It, it's just silly. It's just, it, you were talking about a thing, not, not the person you, you know. The, when Avram Avinu connected Takadosh Baruch Hu. and it's, so now all of this, all of the proofs, the logical proofs, are silly. They, they, they don't, they don't mean anything. They're meaningless in the context of that relationship. That's a very strong point that he makes, and that the etzim connection to Takadosh Baruch Hu is through a personal connection, and that's why a navi is the most important part of Klal Yisrael. The vim are at the neck connection, and every person when he feels spiritually uplifted is having a moment of avaya, a moment of connection. This is a very central piece to him. He speaks about a wide range of topics. I just want to talk about two or three nikudas that are constantly important. One is you can never use um, your own logic to determine what is the right mitzvahs and, and, and Averis. So he keeps, when he asks him certain things about why this or that, he said, we don't know. He said, imagine a person go, he hears, he hears from somebody that this pill is very good, for his, made him feel better. And you go and you take that pill, it'll kill you. Because you don't have the same problem, you don't have the same disease, you're not taking the same, you're not taking the same portion and so on. This, the the, the, the um, mitzvahs and Averis only HaKadosh Baruch Hu can decide what's a mitzvah, how much is a mitzvah, and so on. He says it that, and, and, there, and, and, and he goes back to that dream again. Like he told, to the, he, he told the, the king of the Khazars, you had this recurring dream that as, even though you mean very well, you're not doing what's right. So Balkarchoch, someone is determining what's right, and that's HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Um, another point that he makes in a few places is, Yiddishkeit involves every single facet of a person. HaKadosh Baruch Hu did not give mitzvahs for one part of a person. Seichel and a heart and, and simcha and, and, uh, and tainis and achno. Every single part of a person's life, every, every emotion of a person, every activity of a person has its place. Torah addresses the entirety of the person, not particular maizim. That's so, and it's explanation of so many different mitzvahs. That's that's something that he, that, that that he writes.
he also writes a lot about Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael is the place, the only place where Kaisal can realize itself the way it should. Because since connecting with HaKadosh Baruch Hu is what it's about, any time we're in Chutzlaretz, we don't have that full connection. So Nevuah never came to Chutzlaretz, Besamikdash was never in Chutzlaretz, all, all the things that connect HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that's why he ends the Sefer, where he tells the Melech of the Kuzarim, you, you know, this, for, for this, I have no answer. Uh, you know, you're right. He discusses many things. It's a bit free-flowing, free the Sefer, so it's not as organized as it would be like if it was this type of, you know, like, like, like a Munizodeus where this, this section about this, in fact, there's more free flow to it. But he touches on many, many nyanim. Um, he speaks about the different names, what they mean. He speaks about the Hebrew language. He speaks about the points philosophers make and how we address those points. Many, many nakudas are brought up there. There is one in halacha, though, it's very interesting. It wasn't meant to be a lacha sefer. We have no, under, no knowledge of where the Kuzari was in terms of standing in terms of a balalacha. So there, is, there was somebody called Rabbi Yosef Shlomo Zevin. Shlomo Yosef Zevin. He was a, um, he was a brilliant Talmud Chacham, one of these like, know-it-all encyclopedic person. He, he, was, um, he lived near Shlaim. He must have died in the mid-70s, late-70s. He, um, he was the head of the encyclopedia until um, he was Nifta. And he, 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 he has a few things for him. One of his forms is called Le'oyer Halacha, with different interesting halachic discussions. And he writes about different halachic topics that we can find different rayas from the Kuzari. So most of it is kind of interesting, tangential, he writes about, you know, it's, it's things that are sort of meduyak, I guess. Not, but there is one fascinating topic that the Kuzari has become prominent, and that is the date line. The question is, where does the day start in R.P. the Torah? The famous date line of Lokas, the There is almost, there's no mention in the Gemara. The two Mechiris, there's a Balamar, who speaks about in Rosh Hashanah, um, he speaks, he touches the Gemara in a certain way. The Gemara says that the moon is hidden for six hours and so on. But the Kuzari actually says as a Dover Pashat the following. He says, the first Shabbos um, was Chal in, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave it to us. And Bimela in it, it was, so the, the morning the the, the 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 nighttime when it came to us, it had started in um, six hours east of 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 Eretz Yisrael, and then we got in the morning. So 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 the day starts six hours. The halachic day Shabbos started six hours earlier in in the in, in the to the east of, of of Eretz Yisrael. That's the way he he writes which was the sheet of the Balamar, it, that makes it approximately somewhere in China, and uh, Chaznish wrote that since it's part of a continent, we, we go to the end of the continent. But that became the basis of the Yud Chashos, that the rest of the world is 18 hours behind. In, in other words, Yisrael is 18 hours ahead of the rest of the world, so Shabbos started 
at at the morning, and it it so it it it, it took the it, it took in everything that was all that was still part of that day. So that that's the so the Kuzari is very interestingly brought for halacha for that as being a, a siyur for for the six hour shita. It was a chazanish shita, and most of them actually held it was twelve hours east of 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 uh, Israel and west. Akaponim, so Kuzari says it as though Pashat, that's the way he that's way he describes when Shabbos is Khalan and so on. So the the the, the Sefer Kuzari is probably the, it's an extremely comprehensive sefer about the Munakal Israel. He is um he is putting down Yiddishkeit as based on personal experience and dealing with personal connection to Akadish Baruch Hu and and um, the world of Torah mitzvahs are, is the world of a person connecting Kadish Baruch Hu and Eretz Yisrael is the place which should happen. It, it, it was a sefer that was extremely nescabal in Kal Yisrael, an interesting haskama, that means haskama, but the Goyen writes, a Maisi Rav there from the Goyen that he said, you, you should learn Chavis Halavavis. Chavis Halavavis is a very important sefer. Um, except in the, in the Shara Yichud, the, the, in the beginning of the Chavis Halavavis, the first Perik deals with proving Emuna. It's very philosophical arguments of the, of the type that, that he knocks the Kuzari. And the, the, um, the, the Goyen writes that the Kuzari is Kaddish Vitohar. That's the Sefer that you should r- learn instead of the first Shah. So it, it really, it, it, it's, it's not just a better, it, it's, it's a different approach. The approach to Muna is personal not abstract and somewhere up in the air. That's the Sefer Kuzari. It's, um, it's so Rebuda Levi has come down, Kaisal, his, his, um, his Shiri Kodesh are incredible. They, they're, they're really beautiful. The, the Tzion al-Tishali, the Shlema Sirayich, is one of the most profound kinnis. Um, his, um, his, his Sefer Kuzari stands as, as, as a unique Sefer of those type of forum, of of dealing with emunas and shitas, so maybe someday we'll get around to learning it in yeshiva. It's it's really very very chashva safer. It deals with many nekudas. It's a little bit. The, the one issue is, it's it's not, it, it because it's given over as a free flowing conversation. It's a lot more meinian leinian as opposed to like a very very structured safer. But on that, the, as the Goyen says, this I, this is the safer for. For Yisrael Muna, um, as we said before, we know that he made it to Mitzrayim. He was there for a while. We have letters. He has he has letters about the ship, how how bad the ship was. I mean, very not letters. They're all songs, like you know, being in a small box, surrounded by all sorts of bad people. The sailors and everybody else there were not great people. Um, by being tossed about by every wave. A lot of Mr. Snefish to get to Israel was in those days, it was it, there were a large percentage of people were killed on the way there. It's not clear that he lived to make it there. He did get to Mitzrayim, <clears throat> from Mitzrayim to Israel, we don't know, but Al Kaponim, um, the person and the Sfarim and everything about him, that, 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 that's remained forever in Kali Israel. Yeah. Do we still have the original Arabic? Yes. 
Um, I, I being that from my limited Arabic, I have no idea. <laughs> Maybe Aaron knows. Aaron knows. Uh, make that your next project. Uh, there was uh, after Portuguese Arabic. Okay, so uh, I yes, no people translated. It's been translated a few, a few times in recent years. Um, Kapach translated. I think Kapach. I'm not sure, but what's his name? Um, Shilat. A few people have translated it. I, I don't know. I think this is. It's a beautiful. The Ibn World's translation is beautiful. It's not. It's not stiff. And I don't know. What, what, what. What? How do you understand the 